You're listening to the Fantasy Alarm Fantasy Football Podcast with host Howard Bender and John and Pemba. What is going on, everybody? John and Pemba here with Howard Bender. This is the Fantasy Alarm NFL DFS Podcast here recording for week two of the NFL season. Uh, Howard, week one was a pretty good success for us here. Uh, podcast, playbook, coaches, all the DFS content uh, had a lot of us and subscribers uh, in the green for their uh, contest this past week and uh, excited to get ready to do it again in week two. Excited again, definitely, man. There was a lot of cashing that went on. I uh, uh, hit some really good money on FanDuel, um, finished slightly ahead over on Yahoo. Uh, not great on DK. I mean, I didn't play, I, I didn't play heavily for for week one and i said that i wasn't going to play heavily for week one strictly because you know there's still a lot of things that we're uh we're learning i'm still learning about yahoo pricing and and getting associated with that but you know one of the things and, and we saw this last year a lot with uh with DraftKings and the way the pricing is structured and set up is that they really they steer you with the way the pricing is towards you know just automatically taking some of the salary savers Right. Like, especially you know, they, one. Yeah. They, but, you know, they did it throughout the year last year, also. It's not just the, uh, you know, it's not just the week one for them, but, you know, it's like they've got the price down guys, the bargain guys. And then, uh, and then all of a sudden they make the, the pricing for the upper tier guys, you know, so outlandish that it's, you know, it's, it's tough to do. It's really tough to do. And then you have to make that choice. Basically, of saying, am I going to McCaffrey or am I not going to McCaffrey? Um, and you got, you got to compete against the way the rest of the herd is going to go over there. So, um, yeah, it's um, it's 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 interesting. It's not the uh, it's not the the greatest though in my uh, in my opinion. I I don't like the DK pricing. I love the Fanduel pricing and Yahoo seem to be okay. DK, it just it just seems like yeah, if you don't you know. You have to even for cash games. You have to like find these dart throws, you know, who are gonna, you know, last like last week it was easy because it was Callaway and everybody was on Callaway, yeah. and it didn't matter if he shit the bed or not. It was just boom, okay, everybody's using them, so you know that's our salary saver there, and you know it's it just kind of takes up some real estate automatically just based on what their pricing is. Yeah, it does. I mean, listen, we we said this last week, you know, week one, all these sites put out this contest months ago so there's so much value but what i also said was that there's going to be a big overreaction in week two um where guys are going to be priced probably a little bit too high there won't be nearly as much value and it would make it harder to make those lineups you know last week you know i built a lineup that had mahomes mccaffrey and kelsey in it you know it was one that cashed for me and that was with uh you know a goose egg basically from uh, Ray Mostert and Elijah Moore, you know, so like because you could just spend down and people were all on the same chalk, it also allowed you to spend up. And if your spend up plays ended up hitting, you were going to end up cashing this week, though, at least on DraftKings, Howard, you know, doing the quarterback coach and kind of doing some early builds and some early looks. And you've done the same thing with the watch list. Um, you know, I think the pricing is definitely a little bit tighter here uh, in week two, which is what I said. And I think, you know, the next couple of weeks, things will probably uh, even out a little bit more. But um, you know, it, it's going to be interesting. We have some really good matchups on tap here. Um, some big point spreads. We have a lot of home dogs, which I think is, uh, is kind of interesting to, to kind of project how all that's going to play out. Um, you know, we got some high game totals as well. So it's going to be a good slate. Uh, so why don't we just kick it off then how we'll start at the quarterback spot. Um, you know, I did the quarterback coach cover of my quarterback coach was Matthew Stafford, uh, going up against the Colts. They're in Indy. We just saw this Indy defense get torched by Russell Wilson, and Indy's still dealing with a lot of injuries to keep players on the defensive side. And we saw the Rams against Chicago look as expected in week one. So for me, Stafford is probably going to be a core part of my lineups this week. Yeah, listen, I think Stafford is definitely going to, you know, be in a, in a number of my lineups as well. Um, the pricing is, uh, is pretty good. I have, a, I really do have a hard time not paying up for, you know, I mean, uh, to me, Russell Wilson is is my number one. Like, if Stafford's your number one, Russell Wilson's my number one. I mean, just Tennessee's defense is horrible. Um, and I just, I, you know, you, you've got DK Metcalf, you've got Tyler Lockett, you've got 
uh, Gerald Everett. Um, even you can throw some passes to Chris Carson. He can run on himself. Um, I, I feel like, I mean, this game is going to be a, a massive shootout. All right. It's a 55 over under. So, you know, Wilson's my, my top guy, but I mean, listen, I totally get it with Stafford. Um, as far as, you know, what, you know, what, what's going on over there with the Rams. I mean, everybody, everybody was all sorts of big smiles. You know, it was like, a like a whole bunch of Kool-Aid men just hanging out together, all grinning. So you didn't have to worry about Jared Goff anymore. So it was a fresher breath there, you know? Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but so, you know, I mean to go, you know, and if we're looking in between, uh, these two, you know, Herbert is probably my favorite, uh, out of that group. So for me, I mean, I listen, I love Kyler Murray too. Uh, you know, Minnesota's D is not what it was. They have no pass rush now with Everson Griffith out and, um, yeah. Anthony and, Barr is out. And that'll probably be a rather contrarian play. You know, last week, Patrick Mahomes was, was the top price quarterback and I had him at 3% in my contest. People spent up at other positions and, and took sort of the mid tier route at the quarterback position. Uh, Kyler coming off that huge game at home against Minnesota, People may not be looking to spend up the $8,200 to get him, especially when you have to pay up the stack of Hopkins with him uh, as well. You know, that gets expensive. And, you know, there's some running backs that we want to spend up for this week as well. And with the lack of value, uh, I think a lot of people, again, are going to be settling into this mid-tier, probably that lower, um, you know, that top mid-tier too. I love their Herbert call. Uh, also, um, you know, you look at the, the a healthy Mike Williams, what he was able to do last week yeah. against Washington, Keenan Allen, and they scored, you know, they, they didn't target Austin Eckler at all in that game. Dallas, uh, over the last few years has been one of the worst defenses against pass catching running backs. So like now we have a, 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 you know, an injured Dallas defense as well coming in here, uh, into Los Angeles to play the chargers. You know, I, as much as I like Stafford, you know, I look at it because you're comparing where the prices of Cup and Woods are comparatively to West Game Stack. But, you know, Herbert's right there with, you know, Keenan Allen being a little bit expensive, but Mike Williams actually being a nice mid-tier play as well. So I'm with you there. I think Herbert's is, is a great option. Yeah. Oh, I, listen, I love the, uh, you know, what is he for? Is Mike Williams 4,200? Like, we're, we're, we're wondering, you know, where we're going to get the, uh, the, the value. Um, it's not well, there. This week is tough. You're going to have to play either a double tight end in your flex if you're on DraftKings this week, I think is a, is a potential spend down option for you, or you're going to be chasing your tail a little bit, I think, with some of the value wide receivers that are on this board where, you know, and we'll touch upon it, you know, a little bit, but someone like a KJ Osborne, you know, does he, does he repeat oh, what he did? Yeah, right? I, I mean, how, how do you go to that? And I think that like you're right. That is the big question is this week, where are we going to find the value? And, and, you know, again, if we're looking at DraftKings prices, which we're both sitting in front of right now, you know, and, and you start looking for, you know, who these guys are, who they're, you know, under under 4K. I mean, you know, yeah, you're going to be wondering, you know, is is am I, am I going KJ Hamler? Do I go Gabriel Davis if Emmanuel Sanders doesn't play? You know, and like that's fine for GPP, right? That's mm -hmm. totally fine for GPP. You know, you want to take a shot on a guy, you want to take a shot on a guy. But if you're if you're building a cash game lineup, they make it incredibly difficult because, you know, there 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 is nobody who has a a, a decent enough floor who's going to be priced down like that far. Right. It's just not going to happen. Yep, I I agree with you there. Uh some value quarterbacks that that I'm looking at here, um, you know, he, he's not somebody that I love, but you're looking at Teddy Bridgewater against Jacksonville. Listen, we don't like Tyrod Taylor either. And he threw for 216, two scores, uh, I think, or something in that range <laughs> last week, you know? And Bridgewater came out and did pretty much the same uh, stat line against the Giants last week, and which is a tougher defense that he's going to face. I, I understand losing Judy is a is a big deal, you know, but Tim Patrick is, is actually a very capable receiver. Hamler, we know, um, you know, should have caught a touchdown, had a, had a big drop last week. Oh, my God. You know, that was like, like the worst drop ever. You what know, was worse? That's, that's something that you see on like a drop? blooper reel when you go to the game. Yeah. What was worse, the Slayton drop last night for the Giants or the Hamler drop last week? I still think it was the Hamler drop. Yeah, it was pretty bad. So, but I mean, he's on my board again, even though they're going into Jacksonville. Um, you know, is he exciting? No, but I like Sutton. I like Noah Fant. I like Tim Patrick. Can't like he has the he has the receivers 
to produce a similar stat line. I love that he takes care of the football too. I'm not expecting him to turn it over and lose me points. So if he goes out and I think Jacksonville on their side of the ball actually has the receivers in, in the quarterback um, to throw a little bit and maybe keep this uh, on a, a fast paced game or give, give the Bridgewater a shot. So if I'm spending down, do I love it? It's not really my favorite spot, but I think Bridgewater here could, could certainly do it if you want to, you know, go that direction. Yeah. Yeah. I said, I think Bridgewater is, uh, is, is, is worth the look, you know, I mean, as a cat, you know what, for me as a cash game play, he's just, to me, it's not a, you know, I, I don't look to Teddy Bridgewater and think, you know, I'm getting 303 touchdowns, right. You know, like I'm not getting that. Um, so for me, he may, he becomes a, a nice, I think, yeah, against Jacksonville, uh, could be a good floor. You also have to worry about though. I mean, it's Jacksonville is Denver just going to try and run the ball pretty heavily. Are we going to see a lot of Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams? These guys split the carries, you know, basically 50, 50 last yeah. week. So, I mean, Gordon, Gordon's numbers were actually crap until he had a 70 yard touchdown run. He had 10 carries for like 31 yards or something. That is true. That you know? is true. So it's not, and uh, Williams didn't average great, wasn't a uh, great yards per carry either. So, you know, interesting. It's a good point. They could certainly get an early lead and just run, run the ball. They could do that. But, um, you know, I, I think they're going to, you know, they could throw the ball a little bit there. And, and for a few more dollars, probably maybe your GDP value, if you like Bridgewater for cash, Joe Burrow going up against Chicago's defense. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. 5,800 on DraftKings. Yep. Only 58 on DraftKings. Yeah. And you got Chase is actually a decent value, um, surprisingly, this week. And if you like Higgins and Chase in a stack, you can go there. Yeah. Um, there's nobody really further down yeah. <clears throat> who interests me. I mean, you know, Sam Darnold, Zach Wilson, uh, just not great matchups for them in general. I mean, I don't love the Saints defense, but, you know, I'll kind of just kind of wait and see on that. But I think that's, I think Bridgewater is probably as low as I'd go and I would only do it for cash. And, uh, yeah, and I think that's where I'm at on quarterback. Yeah, I, I'm kind of with you there. Uh, interesting enough, over on Yahoo, Bridgewater is $29. You have Jalen Hurts at 26, and you have Baker Mayfield at 26 as well. So, uh, you know, if you're looking at some GPPs, or maybe Baker's even a cash game play for, for a matchup against Houston, who knows. But uh, we'll go to the running back position because Nick Chubb is my top running back this week. He's on he's on all of our content. I know he's on your watch list. You're a big Nick Chubb guy anyways. You got the Chubbios or whatever the hell that cereal is called. It's Chubb Crunch, dude. Chubb, Chubb Crunch. Crunch. Chubbios would be a lot cooler. Chubbios know? would actually be a whole lot cooler. <laughs> you know? So, um, you know, so. Uh, uh, you know, so Get yeah, me so a Nick, big box of Chubbios. Yeah, right? Uh, so Nick Chubb's at $7,800 uh, on DraftKings uh, over on FanDuel. Uh, you got Chubb at 84 and on Yahoo, we see Nick Chubb uh, priced out at $34. He's, you know, within the top four or five price running backs on all the sites here. I said it numerous times already this week. I honestly think 200 yards is in his range of outcomes in this matchup. Um, you know, so at $7,800 and, you know, I, I'm rather, I'm going to go there instead of spending up for a Dalvin Cook or a Christian McCaffrey. To spend up there, then go for a Dalvin Cook and Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 the same mindset. I mean, you know, again, you know, if we're looking at the pricing tiers, the way they're set up, you know, let me look at uh, running backs here. Ugh, I mean, McCaffrey still 10k yeah. over there. I mean, it's just it really does become, you know, constrictive and prohibitive to to build these, you know, to build these lineups. You know, I mean, you, you're basically saying to everybody, you can have one good guy, but then you got to pay down for somebody else, right? Yeah. You can't, you know, it's just not going to happen for you. I so, mean, McCaffrey was the highest scoring running back last week without scoring a touchdown. So, like, he he is, you know, he's worth it. But like you said, it comes down to roster construction. And, you know, somebody will win with him this week because they're going to pick the, the, the right – $3,500 receiver or their $3,500 tight end is going to find the end zone or something like that. Like their, their $2,500 defense is going to hit, you know, there's, there's going to be a range to where McCaffrey's in a winning lineup because someone picked the right value guy. 
but it feels it just feels like a negative, you know, you know, value basically to try and dart throw which guy to pair him with. Yeah, oh, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. I definitely agree. Um, all right, so we look below Chubb, Eckler. Obviously, you said pass catching running backs against Dallas. Yeah, I mean, that's I, huge. I, does it worry you he wasn't targeted? I mean, this is supposed to, they brought over the offensive coordinator from the Saints, and he's supposed to be all about Alvin Kamara late, and then they don't throw to him. They are, listen, I'm, am, I, am I worried? Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously, you know, but you don't want to sit and overreact to it. And, you know, if it means going back to the well, it means going back to the well. I'm not personally going back to the well. To, to Eckler, I mean, I'll use him in all my seasonal and whatever, but sure. yeah, that's definitely something to watch. And if I'm going to pay up at running back, I mean, you know, I'll pay a couple extra hundred and I'll get Nick Chubb, who has a, uh, you know, to me, a, just a better, you know, a better floor uh, than Eckler does. So, uh, you know, I'll look at, I'll look to that. Um, what do you think about Zeke at 6,200 on DraftKings? Does that feel like a, a big discount on him? I mean, he was 67 last week, bad matchup against Tampa Bay. You know, we, you know, Antonio Gibson actually had a decent week against the Chargers last week. You know, is this an overreaction for Elliott? Is it that they're down offensive linemen again? You I know, think, I think the... it's also because they're down offensive linemen. I think because their defense blows that they're going to have to they're going to have to throw a lot more. He was on the field for a ton of pass snaps last week though. Yeah, I know. I know, but I mean, how many did he catch? How many were thrown his way? Two. He got them both. Exactly. So there you go. See, it's so funny. Your question is about Zeke and whether or not you would go with that. I'm wondering uh, about Miles Sanders. Mm-hmm. Because is it, you know, did Detroit have all of that running back work in the second half? Was it because San Francisco just took their foot off the gas? Or was it maybe because, you know, Robert Sala isn't there to keep these guys, you know, in, you know, in, in you know, keep their heads in the game? Maybe they're not as uh, as strong a run defense. You know, you saw, you know, what was it, like 11 targets for, uh, for, for DeAndre Swift? Yeah. You know, so, I mean... You know, you look at that and you look at how productive the tandem was. So now the question is, is Philly at home, is Miles Sanders, is he able to 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 break out on this one here? Or, you know, was it just that San Francisco was like, oh, fuck it, we're up by 28, nobody cares? I think it's a lot of what you just said there. But what I also found interesting with Miles Sanders was what we hear about all offseason. He can't catch the football. He's dropping the football a ton. Kenneth Gainwell brought in to be that pass catching back. Boston Scott's in there to you know help catch the football. And then in week one, Miles Sanders catches four passes on five targets, has more targets than Kenneth Gainwell, you know, has 39 yards receiving, you know, in a full PPR, you get you 17 fantasy points. He averaged five yards of carry, which is what he does for his career, anyways. Miles Sanders was everything that Miles Sanders has been uh pretty much every season, right? Like averages about a hundred total yards a game with a handful of catches. I love the fact that they didn't go away to him. I would have been terrified if I was a Sanders owner, if he came out of that game with one target and Gainwell had six, you know, well, I guess we'll see what happens if they're playing from behind, you know, if it ends up being that, you know, the 49ers do go out to a big lead, you know, does that then take him off the field and gain one more on the field? I guess we'll wait and see, but I kind of like the Sanders call, but I'm not as convinced with it. I'd rather find the hundred bucks maybe to go to Joe Mixon who got a bunch of volume. Yeah, he got a bunch of volume, but they were ahead. Like one by three. Because because their defense blows and Minnesota came back on them. I know, but I mean, what's Chicago's defense? You don't think they're going to be up and then run on them? I think Chicago's defense is better than than Minnesota's defense. Uh, I I just don't necessarily watch that Rams game. They're going to be up to give him that kind of volume again. That's that's just. I mean, that's my concern. I don't know. I, I wasn't really convinced. I mean, maybe if Fields comes in, I don't think Dalton's going to do much. I mean, I don't know. Well, that's another thing also that the concern is, and, you know, if, if you guys watch the Wager Alarm live stream with me and Mish, that was one of the reasons why we didn't take Cincinnati because the fear was or is that halfway through this game, Fields comes in and boom, then we're screwed. Then we're screwed. Then we're, we're taking it in the hoo-ha. I don't uh, want to take the hoo-ha. Yeah. It's possible. it's possible. You might want to take it in the hoo. I don't want to take it in the hoo. I, I definitely don't. I definitely don't want to. What are we doing with the mid tier here? Um, 
Are you trusting the volume that Henderson got? Tony Michelle was non-existent. Um, Damian Harris, you know, regardless of the fumble, still had 20 carries uh, in the 23 carries for 100 yards. He gets your Jets. You know, any any mid-tier guys jumping out to you at all? Any mid-tier guys jumping out at me? Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm distracted by building a lineup while we're doing this whole conversation because I don't want you to yell at me again for not having a lineup. Well, you know, it's okay. Well, you know, last week we were just shaking off the rust, Howard. You know, it's fine. All right, I'm definitely a little rusty here. Still won money, but rusty. <laughs> rusty. Um, all right, so Damian Harris, is that what you were saying? Yeah, Damian. So, well, I said Damian Harris. We had Daryl Henderson get 16 carries. Yeah, which I like. I definitely like there. Here's the here's the weird thing. Did you see the report on Damian Harris from Mike Rice of, uh, of ESPN? No. Said it? something to the effect of, you know, Damian Harris is likely to lose work because of that fumble. Yeah, I don't believe that. I listened to some other local guys that have been on the radio this week, and they don't really find that to be overly credible. There's been a lot of people talking about J.J. Taylor. J.J. Taylor is James White's backup, right? Like, he's not going to be a guy that gets gets carries. And Ramondre Stevenson also fumbled in that game. I could maybe be convinced that James White might get on the field a little bit more, but this is the Jets, right? Like, if the Patriots are winning – they're going to run the football with what I would assume would be Damian Harris. So, you know, I'd, I'd be willing to trust Harris again in this week against New York if it ends up being proved wrong and he does have a limited workload or he fumbles again, which would be horrible for fantasy owners if he puts the ball back <laughs> on the floor. Horrible for fantasy owners, dude. What what a nightmare that would be for, for, for him right. having to face Belichick afterwards. Right, for, for dropping the football again because this is a guy that – you know, never fumbles. So, you know, I, I'm willing to run it back with him. He's only 5,400 on DraftKings. What do you What do you think about Bruce Arians coming out saying that Ronald Jones is going to start this week? Right, but then he turned dollars. <laughs> then he turned around though, and he made another comment saying that they've that they've got three that that all three of their running backs are starters or something to that right. effect. Well, I also saw that after the game they talked about Bernard and he said Bernard is their three third down and two minute drill back. So, you know, it, it, who right, who knows, right? Leonard Fournette, you know, also turned the football over or was the was the cause of a turnover last week um and he stayed on the field. But this is a game with a 12 and a half point spread. We're expecting Tampa Bay to be up big somebody's running out the clock here. You know, it's, it's, you know, flip a coin. I wouldn't I mind guess it being one. Rojo. I wouldn't mind it for 4,800. Right. I mean, that, that'll work. That, that, that could definitely work. What about, um, how about, how about the, the, the elephant in the room, the most crazy bids in the seasonal world onto Elijah Mitchell, who, you know, is 5K on, on DraftKings, going up against the Eagles. There's not a lot of love for their defense. Um, you know, is Elijah Mitchell going to be crazy chalky this week? I know, so, it's hard, so it's hard for me to know, right? Because they had, they scratched Sermon for whatever reason, right? I don't think, have you seen the reason for him being scratched there? Like, well, the rumor was the rumor was that he missed curfew. Okay. But then I saw a report uh, from Shanahan who said that he was inactive because quote he wasn't one of the top three backs. I mean, you, third round pick, not one of your top three backs. Like it just seems wild to me. I want to believe more so the curfew thing than than what he's saying because by all accounts, Sermon had a good camp. And I know Mitchell was getting a lot of rave reviews as well. This feels like a trap, right? Doesn't it feel like everybody's going to play Mitchell and Sermon, who's $400 cheaper, is going to come out of this with like 15 carries? Yeah. That's exactly what I said. I said to Jim on the uh, on the Fantasy Alarm show today. I said, I expect to see – I said, based on everything that you've said over the past week, I said, I expect to see you drop Trey Sermon in to one of your GPP lineups. Like, boom. Got to play him. Uh, make it happen. I think it is. A, I, I definitely think it's a trap. I won't use Sermon, but I'm just saying I think it's a trap. Yeah, I, I feel like it's a trap. Truthfully, my my top value guy is Chase Edmonds this week. Um, he got a lot more of the workload than James Conner. Everybody's worried about Conner going in there. Edmonds had 12 for 63, and he's involved in a passing game. 
had four catches for 43 yards. He's going up against Minnesota. Um, you know, I think that this is going to be another big game for him at bet for value too. And then, and this is PPR I'm talking about on drafting. So like, there's obviously a little bit more, um, upside for him there. You know, I don't need him to score a touchdown at 4,900. I just need him to get me the catches in the hundred total yards. Which I think is, is doable given the workload that he got there in week one. So we're looking at sub five K I'm plugging in chase Edmonds. Yeah, I like it. I like it. What about Naeem Hines? Like, I mean, I know that Jonathan Taylor's the lead back there, but if we're all in on the Rams, right? If 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 Matthew Stafford and company are going to absolutely throttle the uh, the Colts, Colts are going to be playing from behind. They're going to be in catch up mode, <clears throat> and Wentz is going to end up. You know, Hines will probably take a, a majority of the snaps in the second half of that game for forty seven hundred on DraftKings and a full PPR. I mean, yeah, spend up two hundred more for Chase Edmonds. Spend yeah. up a hundred bucks more for Ronald Jones. I don't necessarily know if Naeem Hines is a bad call. He's not a bad call. Listen, here, here's two things that signify his value to me. Before the before week one, the end of training camp, they said that they want to get Naeem Hines more involved in the offense, and then they gave him a contract. And then they paid him. And then they paid him. <laughs> and then in week one, he had nine carries for thirty-four yards and eight. Uh, six catches on eight targets for 48. So, yeah, they basically followed through with everything that they said. So, uh, I'm with you. Yeah, you know, 90 Hines at 47 is fine. Um, you know, obviously, I'm just a little cagey there with everything that's going on with India. I mean, now Pittman and Campbell are on the injury report. I mean, like, yeah. it maybe even more of a reason to play Hines if those guys are all out too. Like, who else is available to catch the football uh, in that offense? So, Hines is a good call. Yeah, maybe if you, if I find myself needing. 200 bucks this week off Edmonds. Uh, Hines is a good play over there. Um, you know, or, or, oh, oh well, no. Edmonds. Yeah. Well, yeah. If you wanted to pivot off of Edmonds for, for money reasons, then yeah. Then, then Naeem Hines, I was going to, I was going to throw the Kenyan Drake. I was gonna say, you're going the Drake. I can't um, go the Drake because I'm playing that defense this week. So, you know. Oh, oh, you're automatically playing the, uh, the pit D. Yeah. Pit D at home. John and Pemba locking it in. I'm not playing the Pit D. Feels like a mistake. Why? They're so good at home, Howard. I know they are, but they've also lost they've also Buffalo. lost personnel from last year and the year before. Uh, what did what did Las Vegas show you? I don't know. Like, I don't know. What did Las Vegas show me? They didn't show me a lot. They didn't show me much, but you know, I mean, how much is the Pit D? Three thousand dollars. Three thousand. Oh, it's a free square. <laughs> oh, holy shit! That's that's a that is a free square, and Vegas didn't show me a whole lot there. I because I've been like looking at the I've been eyeballing the Browns. Yeah, you know, thirty five hundred against 3, Houston. Houston, yeah, not a bad one. Not a bad one. I didn't think it was a bad one. Um, all right, running backs. Uh, all right, so what about? Oh, here you go. The last one, last one, last one, because okay. we're not going to be uh, talking about every bargain basement running back. Although it's not bad, though. What about Javante Williams? Had a fifty percent share of the carries going up against Jacksonville. Like you said, Melvin Gordon didn't look good except for that seventy-yard run. So maybe Williams gets a little bit of an extra in the. Mm-mm. Yeah, it's more of a GPP play because there's a lot of still uncertainty, right? Like he didn't show me anything in week one to make me be like, oh, Williams is the guy I want. You know, like he didn't have that big carry. He didn't have a good, you know, yards per carry where it's like, oh, if they just gave him more touches, you know, it would have been a big productive day for him. And the fact that Melvin Gordon still is around, you know, worries me. You know, maybe if he came out of it with like a 70-30 over Gordon, I'd be like, yeah, all right. The volume was there. He clearly has the lead back role. Like, you can run with it, but you know, to me, there, there's just a lot of uncertainty there. So I'm probably, probably out on Javante. Probably out on Javante. All right, all right. Well, so then let's uh, let's tackle the old uh, yeah. wide receiver. So I think this one is there's a there's a lot of obvious answers here, right? Like Hopkins at AK. You know, if you can afford him, he's he's just an elite elite play here against Minnesota. Metcalf against Tennessee, $7,600. Again, if you can afford him, he's a top option play. I know it kills everybody 
to have to flip a coin between he and Tyler Lockett every week. You know, Lockett had the 102 scores. Metcalf was at least able to get in the end zone last week. You know, Mac, uh, Lockett over on DraftKings is 7,200 to Metcalf 76. So, you know, you do kind of have to figure out which way you want to go in that in that direction. Um, you know, those guys are all top plays. Keenan Allen at 7K um, against Dallas is elite. You know, for me, you know, not just looking at the matchups, but like those are guys that I want. If I If I'm spending up, you know, that's where I'm starting. Yeah, <clears throat> listen, I I don't necessarily know if you need to flip a coin each week, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I got to lock down DK Metcalf. I think that he was seeing a lot of the extra attention last, you know, last week. And uh, and, and I think that he'll, um, you know. He's going to always see the extra attention. That's the thing, right? Like From the corners. Yeah, I mean, listen, you, you, you don't know. I mean, because of, of the way that, uh, that that locket looked last week. Maybe Tennessee's like, oh, shit, Lockett's the guy here in this new offensive scheme, right? Yeah. It's not so much DK Metcalf. I don't, you know, I mean, listen, we're, us idiots aren't the uh, the only ones who overreact <laughs> to week one performance, True. right? True. True. Um, but, yeah, so DK, I'm, I'm locking him down. I'm going to keep pairing him with Russell Wilson. I just love that. I love Hopkins, um, especially against Minnesota's shit-sucking secondary. Sorry for cursing. Sorry, people. This isn't Annie Up, Howard. Come on. Right? I know, right? I just realized, like, oh, this isn't Annie Up. <laughs> well, every, we'll just tell everybody earmuffs, you know? Everybody's going to earmuffs. <laughs> earmuffs. All right. Where are you paying down? Were you, were you looking at mid-tier? You like yeah, any listen, of these guys? I, I said it at the beginning. I love Stafford. That's because Cooper Cup is 6K and Robert Woods is 57. So you're going to get a $6,400 quarterback. Um, right, 64, so yeah, $6,400 quarterback and his top two receivers are 6K and 57 against the Colts, right? Like, to me, that's that's where that's where I want to go in my lineup. So I'm locking in. If you're not stacking in that game, pick one of those two to be a wide receiver two this week. Just do yourself a favor. Pick one of them. Everybody said that we, we should have been in on Cooper Cup and the connection with Stafford that he was going to have. The man had seven catches on 10 targets for 108 and a score. Play Cooper Cup with Matthew Stafford, or play Cooper Cup as your one-off this week. It's it's you want a receiver in this matchup on the Rams side of it. Yeah, I, and I I agree with you completely. I I do. I have Cup in my uh in in my lineup that I've been building right now, and yeah, I completely agree with you. I think that it's a uh, it's 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 the the way you got to go. And listen, if if Stafford and Cup are best friends, then so be it. That's great. You know, Woods will still get the attention. Nobody needs to, you know, freak out about that. But, you know, if a quarterback's got his favorite, a quarterback's got his favorite. And while they're priced down right now, you got to take advantage of it. So um, I love that call. No doubt about it. We'll stick with that. Um, right around Cup's price tier, you got Mike Williams. Mm -hmm. 12 targets, dude. 12 mm -hmm. targets. We, you know, I said this, you know. But he's the X receiver, and in this offensive scheme, the X receiver gets, uh, you know, a ton of love. Targets get funneled over to him. Um, you know, Keenan Allen will always be the security blanket, but Mike Williams is getting the work. And I mean, come on, man, twelve fucking, twelve friggin', friggin', <laughs> sorry, it's targets. Our, no, it's, it's fine. It's a, it's a, earmuffs, everybody, earmuffs, earmuffs. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're not wrong, though. I mean, if he's finally healthy, and we saw the volume that he gets with Herbert, who is probably the the best quarterback. He's arm talent-wise, right, since in Mike Williams' prime, you know, it's the best he's played with. Like, he got Phillip Rivers at the end of his career. Sure, Rivers was still able to sling it, but, like, you know, this is probably the best quarterback he's played with at this point, so... Um, yeah, 6,100 is a great matchup. We just saw all the Tampa Bay receivers go all over this Chargers defense. So I'm with, I'm with you on it. All right. Well, there you go. Oh man. I wish I, I wish I had room for him in my lineup here. It's like, I, I, I'm looking <laughs> at, I'm building my lineup and it's gotta be like either him or cup. I can't have both. Yeah. And that well, doesn't some, make there's some good, uh, There's some other mid tiers that I like here. Um, if you, if you want to go down in that direction, I think Juju at 5,700 is actually a pretty good value in a full PPR. He did have eight targets last week, uh, four catches, 52 yards should be a good match there against him for Las Vegas. 
Uh, DJ Chark had 12 targets in that game, only three catches, but had 86 yards and a score again. I think Jacksonville's going to be behind in this game. They're going to have to throw to come back, much like we saw them last week. So I think all of their receivers are going to be in play just from a garbage time value. Um, you know, I, I, so I think 5600 for him. You think Bridgewater's going to you think Bridgewater's going to carve up the Jags D, don't you? I think that they're going to be at the very least a competitive game. If not have the lead here. So, um I did take Jacksonville plus 6 uh on alarm after hours last night in our uh betting contest that I'm doing with Fenty and and Ronis. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, so who you know what? So we'll we'll time out here for a second and 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 kind of talk about this. Because it's so funny because Ronas talks to me about this bet that you guys do, right? And it's, you know, take the underdog. Yeah. Right? But Fensty always takes, like, a guy, a team that's, like, a point or two under. Yeah, and, like, they, Ronas had to start mandating mm-hmm. that it, it be a bigger spread than that. But Fensty still only takes the three-point guys. Every week he's taking the three-point guys so far. So, yeah, but last year he was taking a team that was plus one. And they had input new rules to uh, this season or, or in the middle of last season to make it at least plus three. Um, so he did it again, though. He took he took a team that was like plus three this week. I took the Jags at plus six and Ronas took the um, Titans uh, this week and, and took the points in that matchup. So, um, yeah, so lost my train. Oh, yeah. So I took Jacksonville. I think they backdoor cover this. I think that Denver's going to have the lead. And that we're going to get Jacksonville um, throwing to come back in this one. Um, so I, I think those guys are fine. You know, I mentioned Stafford and I like his stack with the receivers, but I told you before that Joe Burrow is $5,800 and T Higgins is 54 and Jamar Chase is 5k. If you wanted a, a, a light version of the Rams stack, you could probably <laughs> pivot down and play the Bengals stack. I like it. I like it. So I, th- I think I think those guys are in good spots. Um, Corey Davis, you know, New England secondary it, it, without Stefan Gilmore has certainly some questions there. He had a huge game last week. Um, and then Court and Sutton, you know, what do we do with no Judy? Does he become the number one guy there now? You know, that's and, and see, that's the thing is that my question is, is is Sutton that type of a receiver like Judy was or. Does Tim Patrick fit that mold a little bit more? Maybe KJ Hamler even. So I worry about people thinking that this is just it's it's an automatic breakout for uh, Cortland Sutton. Like I, I that's that's my fear with that because that that he's he's still he's more the deep threat guy. He's not the you know what I'm saying. Yeah, he's just he's not, not that. He's guy. not the intermediate receiver, right? And yeah. and. He's not now, about that life. Now, now here's now I guess like here's the the thing that I could I could potentially see if you went into last season with Carolina with Teddy Bridgewater, you looked at Robbie Anderson, you looked at DJ Moore, you would think Anderson's a deep guy, Moore's a mid, intermediate guy, but the roles were actually reversed, and and Robbie Anderson ended up being the intermediate. Moore right, but guy. but but why? I don't know, Howard. Why? Well, I'll tell you exactly why <laughs> because. Matt Rule used to coach Robbie Anderson at Baylor, and Robbie Anderson knows those underneath slant routes uh, that Rule likes to to have in there, and that Joe Brady likes to have in there. And and you know he he already knew. Like Matt Rule knew. He said to Joe Brady, "He's like this is the guy who can do all of these you know underneath routes." He didn't have as much of a familiarity with DJ Moore, right? So. You know, it's like it's like one of those things where, um, you know, like Carlos Hyde has history with Urban Meyer from Ohio State, and suddenly, you know, he's out touching James Robinson. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that was to me that was why it was there. You know, I mean, listen, I would love to see Cortland Sutton do well. I don't have any shares of him this year. I would happily use him in DFS, but yeah, I'm just I'm not sold yet. I'm not sold yet on him. Okay, that's fine. Um, value tier guys, if you wanted to go under 5k, um, I still think Tyler Boyd at 4,700 should be in play, even with Chase, um, and, uh, Higgins, what they had, you know, there's still, I think a good spot 
uh, for Boyd to eventually have one of these games. Uh, Cole Beasley, 13 targets last week. And I actually kind of like Miami in this game. Uh, you know, Buffalo going into Miami here. Miami has, has a good defense. You know, we saw a little bit uh, of Josh Halling having a tough time last week with the aggressive Steelers defense. Now they're going on the road. You know, I, I think we may see Buffalo have to throw the ball a little bit more here. Now, it's not the same talent on the offensive side of the football, but, you know, it, 13 targets is nothing to snuff at. So I kind of like Cole Beasley here at 46. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm just not a fan. Okay. I'm not a fan. Uh, Tim Patrick also intriguing there. There's actually, there's a lot of names on here that do become intriguing. Um under the 5K because you got Beasley, you've got Patrick. Some people, a lot of people like Waddle, although I think the uh, the coverage on Waddle will be a little bit better. Zach Pascal, if he's the only guy in Indianapolis, right? Doesn't well, he get Ramsey though? Then he's going to see Jalen Ramsey. Exactly, exactly my point there, Johnny. Look at Dar- you, Darnell Mooney. Maybe if he's able to get on the field. Nah, I'm not into Mooney at all. He had seven targets last game. Uh bum back. He's a puss. All I don't right. like him. All right. Would you go back to the Callaway well at 42? I would go back to the Callaway well at 42. I would. I don't think that uh, that Carolina's cover corners are, are really that good. And I think that I think that, that Callaway got held down last week because it was Jair Alexander that he was seeing the whole time. I could buy I could buy 4,200. Can you buy at 42? Can, 42, can, 42. Can, can you buy it. Gabe Davis at 39? Uh, Davis at 39 is interesting, but what about Sanders at 4K above him? Sanders is fine. I know you mentioned earlier, but it was just a it was just a rest day for him. He's, oh, he eight, he's got a bum boot. He had a bum boot. Bum all, he had all off season. He had the same injury. Bum wheel. They're just resting him. He's fine. Bum Not wheel. even an injury designation, Howard. Hot so, trash. Whatever. For eight targets. Eight targets on that one. Um, Davis is the one with a questionable tag. He's got an ankle injury. He's limited. <laughs> uh, Hamler's a dart throw at 3,800 for sure. Um, Cordell- Wait, right, let me let me give you one here. Let me, yeah. let me well, let's talk this one through actually. Sure, Cleveland does not have Odell Beckham Jr., right? All right, there are three wide receivers who could show up now. Granted, they're playing Houston, they're probably not going to have a they're, they're not going to have a reason to throw heavily, but they're still going to like they're going to rack up their points in the first half. Rashad Higgins is 39. Um, uh, uh, Anthony Schwartz. Yeah, 33 with a questionable tag. Is 33 but with a questionable tag. But where's Donovan Peoples-Jones, my friend? Uh, I don't know. He wasn't on the field last week either, it didn't seem like. I know. DPJ, three grand, min price right there. How does the guy with all the camp hype get one target? Cause it's fucking, cause it's camp hype. <laughs> well, you you should you should go through this whole thing with like a bleep sensor. Nah, that's all right. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> Terrence Marshall, thirty six hundred six targets. Any interest? Big fan. I, I you know I like him. I just need to see this offense humming a little bit more, right? Like they just, you know, they they won last week against the Jets. They just kind of beat them. They only put up nineteen points. You still know that this offense runs through McCaffrey. I need to see them gel a little bit more before I'll really put my trust into uh, into Terrace Marshall, who I love and I've been touting all offseason. Uh, are you a Hunter Renfro believer yet, or do I still have to talk you into him more? Uh, you probably still have to talk me into him. Every nine, nine, six catches, nine targets, 70 yards last week. He's $3,600. Yeah. All right. So that's yeah, probably no, it's it for, fine. For it's fine. End. It's yeah. it's fine. It's okay. It's all right. Probably Osborne. Are you going back to KJ Osborne now? No, I'm not going back to KJ Osborne. Not that you were on him last week to go back to, but you know, would you be interested? In just- no, I'm a I'm a BC Johnson guy. There you go. Uh, tight end position. <laughs> Darren Waller had 19 targets last. 19 week. targets. Going. How do you against- not use Darren Waller? <laughs> you probably should, even in a matchup like the Steelers one. Right, but you know what? You can't afford it. Can't afford him. He's seventy six hundred dollars. He's so seventy six hundred. Would you rather DK Metcalf against Tennessee or Dallin Waller against Pittsburgh? Because they're the same price. Uh, I know, right? DK Metcalf for me. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Kittle against Philadelphia, sixty four hundred. It's kind of interesting. I like it. I'll fit you it in. Talk about Debo Samuel, by the way. I like Debo Samuel. I do. Oh yeah, I do like Debo as well. 
I do. And I love the fact that Brandon Ayuk is not a thing anymore. Oh. I love it. We were both um, kind of touting that all offseason. Um, we were touting it all offseason, but there's a particular there's a particular there's a particular analyst on fantasy football Twitter who was touting Brandon Ayuk incredibly heavily. And if there were if there was one fantasy analyst on Twitter uh, that that I could you know say I'm very happy to see them wrong, it would be this person. I'm not going to name this person. You know who I'm talking about, John. I do. I do. You do. I do. And and you agree with me, don't you? Hundred percent. Yeah. Okay, so all you had to do was you know use your eyes and, and actually do a little bit of research, and you would have you would have realized. Um, <laughs> you know, but that's fine. Another topic for a different podcast. Um, so what we have Gronk. Yeah. Like. How do we react to what Gronk did last week? <laughs> uh, so that's, this is like the billion-dollar question, right? Like, people who think Gronk is going to be a fluke will not play him this week at 4,700. He's going to go for another, like, 6 and 110 and two scores. And then next week, he's going to be hired. He's going to be the highest-priced tight end on the board. And you're like, I missed the Gronk value, like I did last week when he was 3,900. And now he's 4,700. And the next week, he's going to be 7,200. And you're like, well, now I can't play him. So I think if you're if you're making two lineups this week, one has to include Kronk. If you're playing one lineup, <sighs> it depends on how much salary you have left. I don't have enough salary to put in. Uh, yeah. You know? Because um, it's such a good matchup. You know, Atlanta's tried to make strides against tight ends, but Goddard scored on them last week. Um you know, Gronk, I mean, he caught everything. Eight of eight for 90 and two. And he Brady looked every bit. Him. He looked every bit. The, listen, I obviously being in New England, I've had firsthand every game that this man has played with Tom Brady for like however many years he's been in the league. In the key, the most clutchest key moments of games, somehow. Rob Gronkowski is open 15 yards down the field, up the seam every time, and Brady hits him for, like, back-breaking plays on, on the opposing defense. Without fail, every game when it's a must, gotta have it throw, Brady and Gronk come through. So, like, you know, and, and now he they said he's in better shape this year, he's moving better this year, you know, like, it, it was an up-tempo game. That's the only thing that I think takes away from Gronk here a little bit. Atlanta's not going to get – it isn't going to be able to keep up with them the way that Dallas did, right? So Yeah, that, I mean, that's that's the, the, the concern is that, you know, it's it's two quick touchdowns to Mike Evans, right? <laughs> it could be two quick touchdowns to any of these receivers, right? Right, like, but, but Mike Evans was left out last week, and, you know, Tom likes to spread the ball around a little bit, and he right. likes to – you know, he's, he's, he's a man of the people. He he's, he's, he's Mayor Tom Brady – um, and everybody's voting for him. So, you know, that's the uh, the 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 thing. So, you know, that's the that's the fear. The fear is like two quick touchdowns. Mike Evans is lighting it up. People are going banana cakes over Mike Evans, which I don't even know. What what is Evans's price over on? Yeah, we didn't even talk about any of any of the uh, any of the Tampa Bay receivers here. Uh, 6100. Yeah, son it, of a uh, bitch. The dude's 6100. He's Antonio right there. Brown is 6k and Godwin is 66. So they're all under 7. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. They're they're a game stack play. If you're stacking Tampa Bay, play Gronk, right? As your tight end. Yes. Yeah. If yes. you're in multiple GPP lineups, Gronk should be in in your as a tight end. If you're playing one lineup, maybe Gronk in cash games. Is your tight end? No? No. I mean, if if you're paying down at that price, then maybe. Um Are you going Waller or Kittle in cash games? I feel like, you know, again, if you can if you can get them in there, I feel like that those are, you know, it's it's like, you know, why 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 aren't people paying up for Kelsey? There's such a significant advantage. I paid up for know. Kelsey last week and I cashed. So I, yeah, I paid up the, the lineups that I cash the one lineup that I cashed on DK had Travis Kelsey. Uh because you know, ha- that that was it because every other place I had Kyle Pitts because he was only forty four hundred mm-hmm. and he crapped the bed. And but over on Yahoo and, and FanDuel, 
I was able to get Kelsey into my lineups yeah. all over the place, and boom, and it, and it, it hit. It just feels like there's going to be a high draft percentage on Gronk at 47. It does feel like there's going to be a high draft percentage there at Gronk at 47. There is. There's definitely. You know who the top yeah, right. priced tight end on Yahoo is, Howard? Without without looking. No, who? It's Rob Gronkowski. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh Yahoo! Yeah. You and, uh, goofballs. Is, uh tied with Dallas Goddard for third highest overall. Oh my god! Angels, so. Um, any other tight ends that we're uh, paying down for? Uh, if Johnu Smith doesn't play, is Hunter yeah, Henry? Hunter Henry. Guy? Henry at 43. Noah Fant at 42 is the guy that I, I actually like. Um, because you have no confidence in uh, in, in Albert Obwenaman. No, it's just that he still had six on eight targets for 62. So, you know, it's a good. I really like Fant, too. I do. Yeah. I do. A, especially with no Judy, like Fant should be that intermediate guy. Still, he like should him. be. He should be. I like Jared Cook. Yeah, thirty nine. Cook's, Cook's okay. Cook's okay. I like. Yeah, he had the he had the usage everybody kind of thought he would with the you know coming over with the offensive coordinator, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I like Cole Komet at thirty seven. You know, I know you do. I've been talking about him for years. I know, but five catches, forty two yards, seven targets. You know, uh, you keep trying to make Komet happen. You don't, you're ha- never going to make. Komet it's already happen. happening. I'm not trying to make something. It's not happening. happening. It yeah, happening. you know what. There's a fantasy analyst out there who loves Cole Komet. You know who I'm talking about. Is it Coop? No. Uh, well, I don't know who you're talking about. Yeah, you knew who I was talking about before, right? Uh, the same person? Same analyst. Yeah, well, it's unfortunate. Suck, suck on that one for a little while. I guess a blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. You know? Gerald Everett at 3,600. I don't hate it, but it's the two targets. He just cashed in on one. Well, you just you have to be if you're stacking Seahawks and you can't afford both Lockett and Metcalf, you go Everett. You picking a, a Cowboys tight end here? Schultz is only thirty three hundred. Nah, I'm not interested. Okay. Nah, I'm not interested. Trotman. He did see some good targets there, but I mean, I'm you know again, like I mean, <laughs> yeah. My fear with Trotman and, and Jawan Johnson, for that matter, is that Trotman's the guy between the 20s and Jawan Johnson's the guy inside the red zone. So Trotman will see the targets and that'll be, you know, great, but he's never going to get a touchdown. And Jawan Johnson's going to see one or two targets a game. Here's here's one that Coop was kind of shooketh about. I think I used the word shooketh wrong, but... Uh, James O'Shaughnessy had eight targets, six catches, 48 yards. Uh, he said he had the perfect game script in terms of usage uh, as a tight end. Like, he was only used as a receiver. So, $2,700 dart throw and James O'Shaughnessy here against the Broncos? Would you be interested? Well, I'm about as interested in O'Shaughnessy as I am... Uh, that it's Moali Cox's birthday on Sunday, and he'll get a touchdown. Uh, I mean, if all those receivers are hurt, I'd probably rather go with uh, Grants in there, right? Grants in. <laughs> but it's not his birthday. It's Moali Cox's birthday. All right. <laughs> all right. Defense is here. Let's wrap this up. I already told you I'm going Pittsburgh. Their numbers at home are just ridiculous. Um, you like Cle- you like Cleveland, obviously a good one at home, 12-point favorites against Houston. What other defenses are you looking at? Are you paying up for the Rams or the Buccaneers at all? I mean, I you know, I think some people are going to. I, I just I won't. I won't do it. Um, you know, maybe the page the Patriots at 37. I'd like it better yeah. if they were home. Yeah, I would like it better if they were home too, but you know, it's still it's Belichick. So, you know, for me, I would say that, you know. Patriots, Steelers, Browns, um, that's about it. Those are the only three defenses that I really that I really like this week. Yeah. I'm kind of uh I'm kind of with you on that one. I mean you can go Rams and, and pay up if you want, you know. I mean, I don't necessarily know if I want to pay up for the for the Bucks just because you know, if you know, if if the matchup turns out to be you know something different, you still have you're still dealing with Ridley 
and you know, and and Kyle Pitts and Matt Ryan, and that's mm-hmm. you know, could make you a little nervous. Um, Broncos D at thirty eight. Yeah, I mean it's possible. But again, I'm kind of expecting like a backdoor cover there, so. Yeah, but I'm yeah, I I got you on the backdoor cover, but I mean, are we are we you're talking about three interceptions thrown by Trevor Lawrence just last week, and that was against Houston, dude. Houston yeah. sucks. Yeah, no, you're wrong. You're right. You're right. I'm probably not. I'm still not going there, though. So, all right, who are your top five defenses then for this week? Top five defenses? Jesus. Well, I gotta build a, a fucking oh, I gotta build a playbook. Yeah, don't all right. I? Yeah, fine. Rams, Buccaneers, Patriots, Steelers, Browns. Look at you. Chalk, chalkity, chalk, 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 chalk. Miami, Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins. I'm not doing the Dolphins. Why not under a dark throw? Nah. Nah. You make a lineup. You I done? did. Did you? I did. What's yours look like? You. I'll go first this time. You went first last time. All right, go ahead. All right. Russell Wilson. All right, my running backs are Nick Chubb and Kenyon Drake. My wide receivers are DK Metcalf, Cooper Cup, Marquez Callaway. My tight end is Gerald Everett. My defense is the Browns. That leaves me $4,900 for my flex play. And there are just too many places to go with my flex play. I could do the Naeem Hines thing, or I could do what's actually sitting in the lineup right now, and I could gronk it up here. As my flex, I don't hate it, I don't and hate that's it. what I've got. So I got my uh, my my Seattle stack. I don't have anybody coming back from uh, from Tennessee on that. Which I mean, I know you love that. I don't really necessarily believe in the fact that you need to, uh, something to come back to, but I mean, I get it. Julio Jones is sixty three, so I could probably I could I could ditch Cup for him. Brown is 69, 69, dude. Ah, that's that's kind of pricey. Well, that's what uh, I'm saying. Like, I don't think you need something to come back. Not gonna go Ferk, sir. Is he hurt? Is he hurt? I don't know. How much is Derrick Henry this week? He's the third price, third highest price, fourth highest, fourth price? highest price. Yeah. All right. So there's my there's my stack without doing it. Um. Now, if I were to say, oh, I'll just do the like a pairing and take out Everett and use Gronk, then that gives me what thirty eight hundred for a flex play. I don't know what the hell that would be. What's a thirty eight? It's Cole Komet. Your mom's Cole Komet. <gasps> Ooh, KJ Hamler at thirty eight. Hey, lock it in. Oh, AJ Green only thirty seven. You hate AJ Green. I hate him so much. Your boy, Hunter Renfro at 36. I would play him. Yeah. All right. So there you go. Give me your lineup. All right. Matthew Stafford, a quarterback. Nick yeah. Chubb at running back. Chase Edmonds at running back. I have Cooper Cup, DK Metcalf, and Mike Williams as my three wide receivers. Oh, have, how do you get Williams in there? I have Noah Fant at 4,200 as my tight end. I have Emmanuel Sanders and his eight targets at $4,000 in my flex. And I have the Pittsburgh Steelers defense at 3K. Uh, Stafford, Chubb, Edmonds, Cup, Metcalf, Mike Williams, Noah Fant, Emmanuel Sanders, and the Pittsburgh Steelers defense. Lock it in, baby. Lock Lock it in. Just hit enter, millionaire. Here we go. I'm going to do the same thing right now. Oh, boop. There it is. Millie Maker. John, right. I'll see. I'll see you on the. Uh, I'll see you on the Mediterranean when we're sailing our dual yachts against each other. Yeah, something like that, Howard. You win the million fan duel. I'll win it on DraftKings. We'll have a great time. Hookers and blow, baby. Hookers and blow. Something, something close to that. Uh, <laughs> our lineup to play hook out for everybody on Saturday, which is basically what he just said, uh, along with the uh, the dartboard. Our yeah, the dartboard article will be out there. Uh, we'll have example lineups. We'll have live stream this week as well on Sunday for everybody. All the content out for the rest of the week is available for all of you, uh, as well as this podcast that you're listening to for now. Uh, Howard, any final words here? Um, yeah, join our uh, our free the family free roll on Yahoo. 
Go to go to fantasyalarm.com slash free roll and join that. And uh yeah. I think uh, I think that's it. I mean, anybody listening to this podcast uh, probably has the playbook, don't they? Oh, this is a free podcast, so not oh, necessarily. Well, all right. So if you don't have the, the the playbook and you've just been getting shit off of me and John here like this, well then let me let me set you guys up here. Go to dfsalarm.com. All right, slash Yahoo. All right, you go there, sign up for Yahoo Daily Fantasy. All right, make a deposit. And when you make a deposit, they're going to automatically credit you $25 in your account. That can, I mean, it's used for contests. You can't just cash out on it, but they'll give you the $25, but then go right back to dfsalarm.com and you'll get the NFL Playbook Pro subscription for free. Right. For free. Use promo code alarm when you go to. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Promo code alarm. So dfsalarm.com slash Yahoo. Use the promo code alarm. Make your first deposit. Then go right back to dfsalarm.com. You should have the playbook there automatically uh, added to your account. And uh, yeah, that's uh, it's a it's a sick deal. It's absolutely insane. Um, But. Listen, <laughs> you want to win, don't you? You want to win, don't you? Yeah, you gotta, you gotta go out there and win with us. So, uh, we have everything you guys need covered here, of course. Definitely check that deal out. If you have any questions, you know where to hit us all in Twitter, uh, but also in our premium subscriber chat, uh, answering your start sick questions there on Sunday. Um, for Howard Bender, I am John Pemba. We will catch you guys next week. Yeah.